Welcome to the Oconee School of Therapeutic Massage podcast. I'm Adrienne Permar, the director of the Oconee School of Therapeutic Massage. We're operating here near Athens, Georgia. I'm here with Mitzi Everett, my co-host and lead instructor. We'll be discussing some interesting topics in the massage therapy practice and sharing stories from our 30 plus years of combined experience in massage therapy. Welcome. We're happy to talk to you. Welcome back to the Oconee School of Therapeutic Massage podcast. My name is Adrienne Permar, and I'm here with Mitzi Everett. Hi there. Hi. And today we're going to be talking about how to make a lasting massage therapy career. Yes, because like everything else, you want to be able to do it for as long as you want to be able to do it. You know, if it's five years, 10 years, 15 years, if this is what you love, you want to be able to continue working with your clients for many, many years. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the comment I get most from people when they are considering massage or even maybe don't really have any interest in massage, but they just want to be contrary <laughs> when they meet you or when they hear that we're starting massage school, people say, oh, well, doesn't, you know, don't you have a lot of injuries or isn't it really hard? Don't you feel exhausted all the time? And the answer is no. <laughs> Not any more than I hear people talk about their other jobs. Right. You know? I think sitting at a desk all day, typing at a computer. I mean, people have so many injuries from exactly. those kind of things. Exactly. Driving, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. There's risk to every job. Every career has its um, own little things that can cause problems in your life, whether you're standing too long, sitting too long, exercise. You know, if you're someone who is a mover. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. So it really doesn't have any more pitfalls than any other career so it's just about managing yeah managing your your body and yourself and all Mm -hmm. of that and in terms of exhaustion I'll just put a little plug in that I really don't feel like we use you know if you use body mechanics properly and you are in decent enough physical shape I really don't feel like it's a workout I mean it does have a physical aspect to it but I don't feel like yeah exhausted no um I will say I've worked in several different environments and the five-star resort that I worked at, we would sometimes do seven massages a day. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing that four or five days a week, it can, you will get exhausted. You know, it would be like working in office for 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. You know, it is, um, you do, I guess, have some physical level of activity, but, um, not as much as other occupations. Occupational hazards. That's the word I was thinking of. <laughs> occupational yeah, hazards. There's occupational hazards. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, if you're overworking, I think that can definitely can yes. definitely be a problem. And another aspect of that is working your way up. Sort of like building yourself up to a certain level. If you start at day one working seven days a week from zero, yeah, you're gonna have an issue. And exactly. It, it takes your body some time to adapt and even for a different treatment modality, you know, when I was doing, when I started doing lymphatic drainage, you think, like I started doing it partly because I was having some wrist issues and I wanted to do something that was lighter on my hands, but it's actually kind of harder on your back because you're standing completely still for a long period of time. And it took me about six months uh, mm-hmm. to build up the stamina to be able to do lymphatic drainage all day. So I think, you know, with anything, it just takes time to adjust. Right. It's like, you know, um, exercising or training for an event, an, an athletic event, you you have to train. You have to work your way up to it. Mm-hmm. You can't just go in and and kill eight massages a day right off the bat and yeah, not like a have any repercussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to train. 
train or build up. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that I, I think every massage school should teach, if, not, if I'm sure they do, is proper body mechanics. And those are so important. And having some flexibility in your body, um, stretching, and you don't have to be an athlete necessarily to be a massage therapist. I am not an athlete. <laughs> but um, I stretch and and bend constantly because I want to have that that movement and that freedom of movement when I'm doing a massage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the proper biomechanics, obviously, you know, you'd mentioned table height, right? And making sure you know you're not doing anything weird. You yeah. Know? If your table's too high, then you're not going to be able to use your core to get the pressure that some of your clients might need. If it's too low, you're going to be bending over and and putting pressure on your low back. So you know, I always use as a rule of thumb with anything. I was just talking to my sister about this this morning because she is um, a gym rat and she goes to the gym all the time. And she was calling me about an issue with her shoulder. And she said, well, it's just really hurting this morning. So I had to stop doing it. I said, good. I'm glad you listen to your body. So it's the same for massage therapist. If you're in a treatment and you're working on your clients and you start hurting somewhere, adjust your body mechanics yeah obviously something you're doing is not right you're not in alignment you're not putting pressure where it needs to come from mm-hmm. uh, from your core so yeah and it's it could be you know little things there was a story of one of my favorite teachers from my registered massage therapy training who was telling about how he got a tendonitis in his wrist extensors when he was first working as a massage therapist and he like got to the point where you know he was having to lift use his other hand to oh, lift no. his hand <laughs> on because it hurts so much and you know like kind of flop his hand on and then do the massage oh my gosh <laughs> this whole thing and he was working at a spa where they were probably overworking and he has five kids so he was the primary provider wow. so he had, could you know you get to the point where there may be a time where you can't take time off you can't reduce your workload mm-hmm. um but you know someone suggested to him to start writing down when it hurt so he's starting to write it down. And of course, it's hurting a lot of times. But he realized that it was like he's flicking the sheets when he was changing sheets. He would ah. go like this and flick. You know, I've never thought about <laughs> what goes on in between the sessions and how I'm, yeah. what I'm doing with my body. <laughs> yeah, and he would just like flick the sheets, you know, to change them over real quick because they were doing back-to-back hours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was it. That was what was causing wow. the pain. You stopped flicking the sheets and it went away. And it's like, if you can notice these little tiny things or I'll notice, you know, okay, if I'm doing certain, you know, effleurage in a certain way or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, you know, stop doing that thing. Your client's not going to know that you altered, you know, they might, if if you're not able to give pressure at all, you know, there's things that they might notice. But if they're, especially a first time client, they're not going to notice if you use, you know, your forearm instead of your right hand for something. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot of tools at your disposal, dis- yeah, disposal, uh, whether it's your physical tools, your elbows, your forearms, um, you know, the palms of your hands, things like that, in addition to your tools of techniques. So if something's not working, try something else. Yeah. Yeah. There's things that, you know, you might Alternate. be atta- attached <laughs> to. Yeah. Right. Or you just don't have to do it all the time. Right. That's a good one even for me. Cause I'll get into, I'll do something, I'll get really into something and then you do that a lot. Um, where, you know, there's things that you really love, like doing it, you know, with your fists, I would do the long deep tissue down the whole spine on both sides at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I just realized I really can't keep my wrist straight unless the person's super short. I just can't keep my wrist straight. I can't, 
not bend over. So I just stopped doing that. I just do it one side at a time yeah. to get that deep pressure. Well, and I am short. And so, you know, the, some clients I can, from the head, I can kind of go all the way down and get to the sacrum. But I found that I have to stand to the side. So mm-hmm. I will do one side from one side, you know, from the left side, and then I'll go to the other side and, and I'll be touching both sides. But if I want to get more pressure and be able to go all the way down, you know, I just have to, you have to work with your surroundings. You don't have to stand still. You're not a statue. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> be and, fluid. Yeah. Be fluid. And you can, and you can, even if you think, oh, this thing felt so good when somebody did it for me, but if mm-hmm. it doesn't work for you, right. Then don't do it. do it. And find, you'll find other things that work for you that feel good. You exactly. Know? Yeah. And it may be different for each client. Yeah, you know, so yeah, different um, different sizes of the body, height, and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, another point I wanted to mention on that is, you know, proper biomechanics. I think the obvious things are, you know, your not bending bending over at the low back. You're um, you're not bending your wrists when you're doing pressure with your fists, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some things that are sort of lesser known that I like to make known. Um, one of which is your hands and feet have filaments, uh, fascial connections from the skin directly down into the bone. So these little sort of, uh, horizontal, mm-hmm. no, um, perpendicular little tiny filaments that allow you to grip and twist. Right. So your hands and feet are not going to have uh, any change in the the tissue, like you can't do myofascial release really on the hand, at least not the skin of the hand, uh, the way you can in other areas. So you should be doing myofascial with your hands or your feet if you're an ashiatsu kind of person. Um, but you should never be doing myofascial with your elbows. Um, this is something that I did and I ended up really damaging my nerves because I was doing a lot of myofascial with my elbows and really every time I'm doing it, I'm doing myofascial on my own elbows mm-hmm. and my nerves in my elbows got pulled. Um, from this oh, constant wow. work yeah. Um, in my first couple of years of work. So that's sort of a, I like to scare my students by telling them this. Um, but yeah, I mean, you really should be doing myofascial only with your hands, mm-hmm. um, the palms of your hands, you know, because uh, otherwise you're, you're doing myofascial on your own body. Right. That's yeah. good to know. You know, what, like I said, you know, you have all these different physical tools to use, but you have to use the right tool for the job. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So if you're using your elbow, you should be using some oil, some mm-hmm. lubricant. Yeah. 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 I think, um, you know, in addition to the proper body mechanics, um, and using your body the right way is, you know, knowing what your limits are. Um, when you start out, you may not know that because you're new, you don't know so, you know, don't take that as a challenge. Like, let's see how many massages I can do and before I hurt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause you, yeah. And it's hard to, you know, it's, it's hard to pre, uh, modulate yourself and say, oh, you know, I'm just going to work up slowly. It takes discipline to do that or to do all the self-care before you hurt. Like, you know, one of the things that's really helped me with my wrist injuries, and this was not a massage related wrist injury. I actually fell foosh fallen out stretch hand, you know, mm-hmm. broke my wrist right when I was starting my second massage training. So I was already a massage therapist and was going into a new training and, um, broke my wrist. And so, yeah, it's just kind wow. of got a lot of issues after that. And I decided to continue with the training, um, knowing that I could choose other modalities to focus on or, you know, work around it or whatever. 
But the thing that helped me uh, during school to get through it was one of my teachers said, you know, do contrast baths every night. And she recommended long cold. So we would do three minutes of ice water, which was Mm -hmm. super unpleasant, and 30 seconds of hot water, and then three minutes of ice water and back and forth. And um, you could try it the other way too, you know, longer hot and, and shorter cold. But getting that circulation into those wrists was super important. And it would have been nice if I'd continued doing that, you know, ongoing. Like if I was doing it now, that would probably be a good thing. I was just going to say, I, <laughs> I probably need to still be doing that. I used to do the same thing when I worked at um, the five-star five star resort where we were doing six and seven massages a day. I would come home at night and I had two sides to my sink and I would fill one side with super hot water and then ice water on the other and I would do plunges and just hold it in there as long as I could and then plunge into the hot water and then back into the cold. And I probably should start doing that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it certainly yeah. can't hurt. Before you're, before you're in pain, it would exactly. be a good thing if you could. <laughs> yes. I think that's, you know, our clients do it to us. They come in they're like, well, you know, I haven't been into a massage for a year, but I just started hurting. And, you know, we're the same way. We, we think, oh, we'll just keep going. And all of a sudden, you know, you can't work because mm-hmm. you've hurt something and it's so painful. So taking care of yourself and that would be the next thing is that self-care um Mm -hmm. you know taking care of yourself doing those plunges getting work yourself Mm -hmm. um not only are you going to be receiving work that will help you but you know it's a great way to learn new techniques to talk to other therapists and um network and to to feel uh filled up you know your cup that you're not just giving and giving right it's a psychological benefit as well yeah yeah i think just feeling like I am taking care of myself and then you know you can be more I think just more confident in your sort of selling to clients when you're saying massage therapy is really important come back and see me but I never get massage exactly therapy, you know? oh, I have clients ask me all the time well I hope you're getting services and you know recently it's been difficult um we talked about it before um you know, just trading out not too long ago with each other, but, and that was the first real massage that, you know, I'd had in almost a year. So right now is a different time, but normally back when I owned my spa, I was trying to get a service once a month. Not only did it keep me getting work on myself because I was still working as a therapist, as the spa owner, but I also would switch therapists every time Mm -hmm. so that I could kind of monitor their progress. So, So I used it as a um, double-edged sword that was wonderful. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, I think was good, but that's a great thing to do as yes. a as a employer. Yeah. You know, yeah. to have even to build up a relationship. You know, when I ran my clinic, I would I would book treatments with my therapist mm-hmm. all the time, and partly it wasn't even like necessary. You know, you're getting some treatment, but also I would kind of just know in my head, okay, I'm going to talk during this treatment. I want to spend an hour. They're dedicated. They're stuck there with you. You know, exactly. You have a captive <laughs> um, audience. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I would hope that they would tell me at that time if like, oh, you know, I've been in this room, and you know, it really needs a blank. You know, right. it really. I don't like that lamp. You know, or just little things where you go, well, why, why don't you tell me? But of course you won't tell me, but now I know. (laughs) Well, you know, like I mentioned to you, uh, when you gave me my massage, we used my massage studio and it was nice being on the table in that room and not being the one doing the massage because I could experience the room from a client's perspective. Mm So, um, it gave me an idea of, okay, you know, this, this works, this doesn't work, you know, what can I change? So I know we're kind of veering off yeah, topic. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> going um, into more But yeah, therapists. self-care is so important. And whether it's icing, whether it's going to chiropractors, whether it's just having, you know, getting those massages, it's so important. If you don't do it, you're, you're missing out yeah. and you're going to feel emotionally like you're giving, like you said, you're giving and you're giving and you're never getting back. And 
you're going to kind of be resentful a little bit. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, gee, I wish I could yes, be on the table, yes. you know? Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's really important. When um, I uh, did massage while I was pregnant with my last daughter, um, for some reason they thought, oh, let's give all the prenatal massages to Mitzi. Oh, no. <laughs> and I had, I didn't have the best pregnancy. It was, um, I had a lot of swelling, just, she had some issues and, um, so I retained a lot of her amniotic fluid. It wasn't getting processed, and we're not going to get into that. But so I would, my ankles would swell quite a bit. So they thought, we're just going to give you nothing but prenatal massages and reflexology. So I was really kind of resentful to these pregnant women who were on the table because I wanted to be on the table. Yeah. And I didn't have time at that particular point in my life to get a lot of massage. Um, so it was, it was frustrating. Yeah, yeah, that's frustrating. You want to... Yeah, you want, and so I think you know if you can, if you can't afford it, you know, make time for exchanges. I oh, really, I, yeah, yeah, I am such an advocate of trading mm-hmm. because one, it saves you money, and two, mm-hmm. you're getting work, and you can find out, you know, from other therapists what they're doing, what they're not doing, and and yeah. have another person to refer out to, or you know, trade out with several different people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I really do notice a difference when I'm, you know. Um, before Christmas time, I was doing an exchange with, with one of my colleagues at the spa. We were kind of doing, we started doing one every two weeks Mm -hmm. kind of for, for a couple of months there. And then Christmas hit and it was like six weeks and then it was, you know, New Year's and, um, all the stuff. And we didn't, I didn't get any treatment. All of a sudden I'm like, why am I in such, you know, I'm such pain. (laughs) Everything hurts. And I'm What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And I was like, oh yeah, I haven't had a massage. That's so funny (laughs) because that's what I tell people when they come in and they say, I've never had a massage before. When they leave, I said, now in three to four weeks, you're going to be sitting there in your car at your desk and you're going to start feeling weird in your body and you're going to think something's wrong with you. I said, it's your body telling you you need another (laughs) massage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've had people say, oh, I don't want to do chiropractic because I don't want to get addicted to it. But it's like the same with massage. I mean, there's worse things to be addicted to. Yeah. It's the best addiction you can have. Right. And maybe there are some people out there who are just super healthy and never need a massage, but, you know. I think anybody that lives and breathes and moves needs a massage yeah i think so and it could always add you know add to your i think as a massage therapist especially you definitely yeah if i can if i could tell future massage therapists anything it's get consistent regular work done Mm -hmm. and it really like we said shows you the value of what you're doing yes and you can you can experience that benefit yes and you know, and, and getting other therapies too. I mean, um, in the book, uh, the educated heart, which we're using at the mm-hmm. school, um, she does talk about the idea that, you know, if you really kind of get into that crazy client mode, meaning you're like really desperate, vulnerable, hurt, et cetera, et cetera, you get yourself worked into a tizzy. <laughs> Sometimes it's helpful to go to somebody outside of your own profession, yes. you know, to go to a, um, Rosen practitioner or a Feldenkrais or a, chiropractor or whatever Mm -hmm. you know to to kind of have that break where you're not gossiping with the person or whatever you know having that on the table you're having a a very clear therapeutic relationship where you're the vulnerable client you don't have to be on point or something you know yeah I I think that's good too and you know if you definitely trade out with other therapists but yeah go other places um, maybe if you go out of town, get a massage while you're out of town. Mm-hmm. You know, try, yeah. Just try Don't tell them different. you're a massage therapist. Yeah. Just go <laughs> in, zone out and, and try to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I, I 
as much as it's not fun to be hurt and it would be better if we could prevent ourselves from getting hurt, I think it also shows you, you know, what it takes to be a client or what it's like to be a client. I've had a lot of injuries in each one. I was like, wow, I learned a lot there. Mm-hmm. You know, with my nerve injury that I mentioned, uh, with doing too much myofascial with my elbows, you know, I went to tons of treatment for that. And one of the things that really helped was getting laser treatment on my elbow. So I know that that's a thing. So I can now recommend to people, hey, you know, this is a, you can go try this if I'm, what I'm doing sure. isn't working for you. Because, I mean, a lot of massage therapy can help with a lot of things, but if someone's not getting results, it gives you other options, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, too, um, in addition to regular self-care, you know, you also have to take care of yourself during your working day. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. Sometimes you don't have control over this. You know, depending on the environment you work in, you may have... One of the things I didn't like about the resort that I was at, I loved the resort. It was a great experience. I learned about anticipating client needs. I learned great customer service skills. I understood the difference between, you know, upscale and quality sheets and products and things like that, which was nice. However, as far as client care goes, you know, we had in between 30 minute sessions, we had five minutes. In between Mm -hmm. 60 minute sessions, which were really like 45 to 50 minutes, we had 10 minutes. And you were never in the same room, you know, it was always, you were always kind of um, hopping around from room to room. So it was stressful. Oh, yeah. I never knew during the day if I had six or seven appointments and I was in a different room all day long, I couldn't set up. You don't know where, where's the oil? Is there a clock in here? Is there oil? You know, did did someone refill it? Did they use it all? Um, If you had a hot stone, you know, I'd walk in and the stones had been used and they were dirty and Ah. I had 10 minutes to try to clean and set up. And, you know, it was just very stressful. I didn't have time to use the restroom sometimes for hours at a time, Mm. you know. So um, I will say during your workday, if you have the ability to set your schedule, make sure you have time in between your sessions. Don't book your sessions so close together that you don't have time to take even just two to three minutes to use the restroom, get some water, maybe you know get some kind of snack if you haven't eaten, and just have a minute to breathe and reset yourself so that you're not taking exhaustion from the previous client or whatever you were feeling into the next one mm-hmm. that that next client is like your first client mm-hmm. you know they get a refreshed therapist yeah hopefully hopefully yes yeah <laughs> yeah people have said to me oh you know how many massages have you done today and it's like if you're the first you know they're like oh good I'll get you fresh and I'm like well mm-hmm. hopefully my last client feels the same way <laughs> I know and I you know honestly if I go to book a massage somewhere I don't want to book and be the last client of the day really like mm. I'm worried that I'm gonna get the client that's just ready to get home hmm. they're gonna rush through and so I because I've worked with a lot of therapists I don't know that I want to be the first client of the day I don't day want either. to be the first one either yeah I've had that bad experience yeah. but you know if I could be the second or third uh, yeah. that would be great that's interesting that's interesting yeah and I don't you know it's it's nothing personal but you know I just I in my mind I'm like are they gonna be okay to you know have they already done five or six massages mm-hmm. are they ready to get home especially if it's a Saturday you know mm-hmm. like they're just ready to start their weekend so I don't like being the last one of the day yeah yeah fair enough um yeah something Sorry. else to you know think about as far as um planning your day 
you know, we talked about this in another podcast about being on time. You know, like you said, that first client of the day, you know, if your therapist has just walked in the door with you, that's not ever a good sign. You feel rushed. So showing up early to your spa or to your room or wherever it is uh, so that you have time to be prepared. If you use towels, make sure they're warm. If you use a table warmer, it should already be warm before the client gets in. So if you know that, if you use those things, hot stones, things like that, you've got to get there in time because there's nothing worse than booking a hot stone appointment and the stones are not hot because the therapist was not on time. Oh, yeah, that would not be good. So, yeah. So I just being prepared, yeah. you know, kind of setting up your room, have things in there. Even if you're not planning to use it for your session, I always like to have an extra pillow close by, mm-hmm. tissues, extra just blanket. anticipate. Yeah. Like I said, you know, it's one of the great things I did learn about, uh, learn from, from the resort was anticipating clients' needs. You may never need it, but if you did, it's right on hand. You don't have to leave the room. You don't have to go searching for something. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in a spa environment, you may not be able to get to whatever it is you need if they're tucked away in somebody else's room. So yeah. be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Being prepared is really um, valuable. Yeah. yeah. I, and it, it's going to set the stage for a great day of services. Mm-hmm. It takes that stress off. And I guess that's how I feel like it ties into... Uh, taking care of yourself as a massage therapist and extending your career because you're not going to be stressed. You're not going to be hurting yourself because, oh, I've got to make up for this. I forgot to do the stone. So now I'm going to have to really do some deep tissue work because I'm going to transition them from a hot stone to a deep tissue because Hmm. I didn't have time. I don't know. I just feel like it takes the stress off and it makes for a really nice, Mm -hmm. easy day. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, if you... Knowing as a massage therapist, you are making, sorry, this is, this is sort of transitioning back to the idea of not overworking yourself or, you know, not working so tight together is that, you know, you're making a good hourly wage. Mm -hmm. And part of that is sort of with the understanding that you're not going to be able to work every single hour of the day. (laughs) Right. You're not going to be able to work a 40 hour week of 40 hours of treatment. Exactly. You know, for me, when I was working full time in Vancouver, 20 hours of treatment was all I ever aspired to. Occasionally, like once a month, I would add an extra, you know, sixth massage. But usually it was four days a week, five days, mm-hmm. five massages a day, single hours. I wouldn't do, I was so I was so spoiled. You know, I had my little <laughs> schedule with my perfect breaks all set up. And yeah. it was all full and it was all perfect and all this great stuff. And I even worked, I like to work um, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, just work two days in a row. Yeah. It was so great. But yeah, if you can set that up knowing that, yeah, I'm making, you know, $100 an hour or in this area, it's probably, it's not quite that much, but um, whatever it is, if you're, if you're making your wage, you're making tips at a spa or whatever, you know, feeling confident that you don't need to try and make right. more, more, more by, you know. By hurting yourself. Yeah. Because what's, yeah, what's going to happen is you might be making more money right now, but what happens in a year from now? You, I mean, when I worked at the resort, I did it for a year and thank goodness I got pregnant and I decided to stay home because I couldn't have, I probably had, I continued there another couple of years. I don't know if I would still be practicing now, or Mm -hmm. I would have at least taken a long break and done something else for a while. Um, so I think preserve yourself, (laughs) preserve it so that you can have a long massage life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, part of the 
part of that, what I wanted to bring up is the alternative treatment modalities that are out there. Right. You know, you don't have to be doing deep tissue. And honestly, Swedish massage, sometimes I find that harder than certain deep tissue techniques, depending on what it is, because mm-hmm. um, you are doing repetitive motions. And um, so, but just knowing that there are alternative modalities out there that you can um, you know, alternative practices you can build for yourself. You know, you can do uh, cranial sacral, you can do lymphatic drainage, you can do ashiatsu, which would be like massaging with your own feet. So exactly. standing on yeah. the table, massaging with your feet. Um, you can do, you know, a movement therapies like a Feldenkrais or a Bowen technique or something like that. There's, mm-hmm. there's lots of alternatives of things you can do that are going to be easier on you. And, you know, it may be that you can't work at the spa doing Swedish or deep tissue massages. Um, Maybe you do that two days a week and you build your own practice. You know, it it takes some time to build those things and to communicate with people about what the benefit is, you know, to help all your communication that we've talked about a lot. You know, what is the effect? Are you pointing out to them the effect that that's having and the improvement that they're having or this or that? But, um but it is a possibility and um yeah do you have anything else you want to add about that no i think that's i think that's great to know and we've talked about this before you have all these tools so use them Mm -hmm. you know whether you use them all in one service maybe not you have a lot of tools at your disposal your physical tools um, as well as your tools of modalities and techniques so it's about finding the ones that work for you and alternating between them or you know, switching completely from one to another um, so that you don't hurt yourself and yeah. you can prolong that massage career. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to also add not just the physical aspect of you know looking at alternative modalities, but also just the mental burnout <laughs> that mm-hmm. might occur. Um, that, you know, if all you're doing is the same technique or the same routine every single day over and over and over, you're going to get bored and your passion (laughs) for massage is going to, you know, burn out. And so it's really of value to you for other reasons, not only just keep your license, you know, by doing those continuing education, but doing things that you're passionate about, or maybe spending more than you need to on continuing ed, not just doing the free online course, but doing something that you're really excited. Don't do the bare minimum. (laughs) Yeah. Do something you're really excited about and then bring it to your clients. And, you know, there's sort of like a weekend workshop syndrome where you're, you're doing everything that you learned that weekend on, on your first client Monday morning, (laughs) which maybe, maybe isn't the correct, uh, place to do it, but you know, incorporating things and, and trying new things out. and Definitely. Yeah. I think that's um, really important as far as doing your continuing ed. Don't wait until the year that your license is due. That way you don't have to settle for something. Um, you can actually find something that you're actually interested in because if you wait and you put it off and you put it off and you've got three months before renewal, you're going to have to just take something that maybe you've already kind of done before or you don't really aren't really interested in it and you don't really plan on using it. Mm-hmm. Now you make it in there and find that you love it. And it was more than what you expected, but definitely um, look choosing, for those continuing ed classes. Yeah, choosing them well. Throughout and, the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there's, there's a lot of inspiration out there, you know, or listening to podcasts or listening to... Yes, I have really enjoyed the thinking practitioner that you turned me on to. Um, it, it's really 
kind of, it just gets me excited about massage again, because mm-hmm. after 16 years, you do tend to get like, oh, hum, you know, I'm not really thinking about what I'm doing some days, I'm just doing it, and um, so it is a nice way to listen to other people's perspectives, and what's so funny, I find that whenever I listen to one of those podcasts, um, the next week, I'll have somebody on my table that they're talking about tenosynovitis or right. something like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just listened. To I can really help him now because yeah. I've, I've got a refresher on that. And we were just talking about that. So, um, yeah, keeping yourself mentally refreshed as well as yes. emotionally yeah. or physically refreshed yeah definitely definitely I think too at least for me um, especially when I own the spa I'm smiling all day I'm <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm greeting clients and I'm smiling and I'm you know helping them and I get home and I'm just like oh, leave me alone mm-hmm. like I don't want to smile I don't want to talk to anybody I don't want to touch anybody mm. um, not all the time but you know you have those days where you just feel like you have given everything you can so mm-hmm. you have to like you said, you've got to fill your cup back up. Mm-hmm. Give to yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's and not selfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even things like, you know, at the end of a lymphatic drainage day, because it was, it, was, I mean, it was hypnotic for me too. It's yes. very repetitive. And, you know, then I'd go and take their money and I'd be like, hmm, like zoned out. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I would like put on some dance music, you know, and just like Get clean my room. <laughs> yeah, I clean my room and like just hop around, you know, because it's just like you need to shake up your brain. Yeah, it's like, you have massage brain. Yeah. Yeah, I come out of my... <laughs> session sometimes and you know it's dark in the room we've talked about it you know you're hypnotized almost yourself and you come out and it's like bright light bright light and yeah, so you, you have need to... that sometimes <laughs> yeah. yeah you gotta wake yourself up and um and shake things off and be yeah. refreshed yeah i'll tell this <laughs> silly story um my the same uh person who was doing the flicking the sheets <laughs> yeah. story he was he was hilarious and such a good teacher uh, and he was exhausted, of course, five kids and working mm-hmm. full time and this whole thing. And he's in the dark room and he's sitting there and he's doing some uh, uh, distraction of the cervical spine. You know, he's pulling on the spine and he fell asleep. <laughs> his, <laughs> oh, no. his forehead hits the forehead of the, cl- the client and he woke up and he goes, <gasps> oh, my God. And the client goes, what was that? And he goes, energy transfer. And just continues with the massage. I, I love it. It's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, obviously, we don't want to be falling asleep no, in our sessions if no. we can help it. You know, I have had that feeling though when I'm <laughs> I'm sitting at the feet doing some reflexology at the end, and I'm just kind of lulled, and the room is warm and dark, and the music is just you know flowing in and out, and. Yeah, it's like I have to just kind of shake my head and stand up and... <laughs> yeah, go outside every once in a while if you're in mm-hmm. a dark spa or whatever and get yeah. some, get some and it, pressure. Yeah, and you know, definitely, that's a great um, tip because if you are inside a spa all day, you're in a dark place. You need your circadian rhythm needs to know that it's yes, daylight that too. it is still light out. So plan your day, have those moments uh, in between your sessions so you can walk out, get a breath of fresh air, have a sip of water... And remember that you're a human. You're not a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, treat yourself the way you tell your clients to treat themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that sounds like a good place to wrap it up for this week. Yeah, so exciting. Yeah, yeah. Happy to be here with you, Mitzi. Yeah. uh, 
happy to share with you guys. Yeah, can't wait till next time. So if you're interested in uh, getting some information to us about um, topics you want us to talk about or have any questions, go ahead and visit our website at www.oconeymassageschool.com. And you can use the contact form there and we'd be happy to connect with you. Yeah, if you have any comments on, if you'd like to add anything to any of our podcasts that we've, any subjects we've talked about, um, do that as well. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for today on the Oconee School of Therapeutic Massage podcast. If you want to find out more about our training programs or continuing education, please visit our website at www.oconeemassageschool.com. We hope to see you next week for more massage therapy conversations.